Hello once again, everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your boy, King. And uh, no, Jimbo is not here uh, again. I'll get into that in a little bit. Before we get to anything else, I'm going to let you know, of course, that you can hear us anywhere in the world. How? Well, obviously, number one, we're on iTunes. Uh, two, we're also in the Google Play Store underneath the uh, Podbean app. You go to Google Play Store, search for Podbean, boom. Once you get the Podbean app, you'll be able to listen to Stay Tuned Sports wherever you are. We're also on YouTube, believe it or not. Uh, I post those links up every now and then. I'm going to try to get uh, fixed and dressed for that. Still takes a while. YouTube's kind of weird, but we are on YouTube, and we're going to be hitting a lot more platforms soon as well, including TuneIn, uh, Spreaker. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get on Spotify soon. So we're going to be we're going to be places. So I certainly can't wait uh, to get all of that started for everybody. Um, I'm coming to you live. I don't know if you can tell. There's a difference in sound quality. Uh, but I am coming to you live from uh, the State Tune Sports New Jersey office, uh, as it were. Uh, I'm uh, on the road, as it were, not in the Poconos, as I have been. Uh, but uh, so, pardon the little bit of the echoiness that you might hear. Uh, it's just, it, it just is. It's just how it happens sometimes. Uh, that's the least of the problems that we have here, though, because uh, as you as you know, we started this show, Stay Tuned Sports, with me and Jimbo in mind. Me, your boy King, and your good friend Jimbo. Um, and so far, outside of the first episode, you haven't heard it, an episode of Stay Tuned Sports that was both me and Jimbo. You've heard either Jimbo uh, do an episode and then I post a retort, or I'll post an episode and then Jimbo We'll post a retort to that episode. But you haven't heard us since our first week together. The reason that is, when we first started this, uh, before we ever even did it, before we bought the website, before we bought uh, you know, into Podbean to make sure we could upload uh, the episodes and everything like that, we wanted to make sure that we were going to be able to do the show together. Uh, and we wanted to have good quality. Uh, that's why we, d- we decided not to go with uh, Skype, because Skype sounds like crap. And we didn't want that. We didn't want to sound like crap. We wanted to sound good. So we went... <coughs> Pardon me. We went with uh, a product called Fiend Phone. And uh, it was... It, it took a little bit to set up. Uh, but we did. We set up everything. Everything sounded good. We did the first episode together, which sounded great, if I may say so myself. Sounded really good uh, as far as sound quality-wise and connectivity, you know, connectivity-wise. Uh, I thought it was. I thought we did great. I thought it was a good job. And I thought, man, we're we can only get better. Can only go up from here. Well, this is where we get the problem. Is that well? Week two was, uh, I believe I missed that show because I was out of town at the time. 
I can't remember why I missed that that second show. It might have been because of the Fiend phone thing. I can't remember. But I definitely know that last week uh, was because of a issue with Fiend phone. It just wouldn't connect. And we had done everything. Nothing was changed. Everything was the same. Oh, I had missed that week because the tree fell into my house. That's right. I didn't have any power and there was a tree in the house. Uh, so... We tried connecting last week, and it, and it just wouldn't work. Uh, you know, we tried, you know, we, we looked at everything, but nothing was changed. Everything was the same. Uh, on both our ends, you know, trying to check and see what was going on. But no, no connectivity. So we said, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll do that, but we'll get it next week. I know I was coming down here to Jersey uh, for, for the next little bit. So, you know, I brought the whole studio with me. Had a traveling studio, brought it with me. And uh, here in Jersey, trying to set it up, doing the same setup that we were doing before, doing port forwarding and doing all this other fun internet stuff. But uh, no, still nothing. Still nothing came through. So we were going to record last night. Couldn't do that because of Fiend Phone. So, I mean, the way it's looking is we're, we're, we're starting to look now at other possibilities. I would, I would rather not do Skype simply because of how bad the quality is on Skype. But, you know, at, at this point, it might be that any quality is better than no quality. You know, than nothing. You know, so uh, worst comes to worst, we might have to do uh, the, the Skype thing and see how that works out for us. But uh, for right now, uh, we're going to try and make do with what we have and keep... You know, we're going to try to keep this going for as much as we can. But, this is indeed episode 4 of Stay Tuned Sports. And there is a lot to talk about in the world of sports. Now that we've got you updated on the, uh, the inner workings and the wonderful technical problems that we have here uh, in the Stay Tuned Sports family. Stanley Cup Finals. You're two games in there. Series tied 1-1. And I don't think you can find a more entertaining series right now uh this is already two games in this has been one of the more entertaining and fun stanley cup finals series to watch vegas is just amazing uh people hate on them saying that they cheated you know oh, they got an unfair advantage during the expansion I, I, I went through that whole tirade last week uh I, I, I it still bothers me that people are still talking like that and nobody's giving this team the credit that they deserve but even beyond that just the just the uh, pregame stuff that they've been doing all year, and now especially here in the playoffs, and now the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, man, it's fun stuff. It's just fun. And isn't that what sports are supposed to be? Aren't games are supposed to be fun? They're games. Games are supposed to be fun. And Vegas is taking that to uh, to its logical end as far as just having fun. They're going on. A, it, it's you're mixing hockey, which is maybe the best sport on this planet. And you're mixing it with the entertainment value of Las Vegas. It's a winning combination. I don't think you can beat it. And Vegas has played well. Very well. They should be up two games to none. Because they definitely outplayed the Capitals in game two. We'll get more into that a little later. Other things happening in the sports world as well. Namely, the NBA Finals. 
And we're actually going to talk about the NBA here on the show for a little bit. Not that we often do. I'm not a big I'm not a big NBA fan. I like basketball. I like college basketball. If State Tune Sports was around during the uh, NCAA tournament, we've been talking about that every show. Because that was a fun tournament as well. NBA, not so much. Especially now that we've got the finals for the fourth straight year of being the Warriors versus the Cavaliers. Very boring. We kind of called it at the beginning. We've been calling this at the beginning of the season for the last three years anyway. And it looked like this year might be different. We might have had Houston and Boston. Except both teams' offenses decided to take a big dump in the bed on Game 7. Houston lived all year by the three. Well, they died by the three. Golden State Warriors come down, back from down 3-2 to two in that series. Take Game 7 in Houston. Make it to the NBA Finals, fourth straight year. Looking for their second straight title, third in four years. And, of course, they're going up against the Cleveland LeBrons and guests, whoever he has with them. This has become a point of contention with me and your good friend Jimbo. As he thinks I'm giving LeBron too much credit. I'm sorry. I don't think you can give LeBron enough credit for this season. Listen, you guys want to dump on him because of things he said or things he's done in the past season. Oh, he's quit on certain teams. Or, yeah, he's quit in the finals. Or, he hasn't done this. And he's only won, you know, he's three for, uh, three for five in the finals, you know. Guys made it to eight straight NBA finals. Yes, I know. Some of them are with the, the Miami Heat super team and everything like that. But if anything, with his time in Cleveland, and, and, and people are going to say, well, we had Kyrie Irving the last couple years. Okay, guess what he didn't have this year? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie said, no, I want to go to Boston. I want to have my own team. What happened? He got injured. And Boston almost made it to the finals without him. I hate to tell you, the team's not Kyrie Irving's team. That's Brad Stevens' team. That team is all the coach. I hate to tell you that. Although Boston next year, if Gordon Hayward can come back and come to the form that he had, he, he's the model-looking Utah guy that I mentioned last week. I couldn't remember his name. Gordon Hayward. If Hayward comes back and is anything like he was, and Kyrie comes back and plays well, plays as, you know, as we know Kyrie can, you don't have to worry about Cleveland getting back there next year. But for now, Boston isn't in there. Because they, too, their offense did not show up for Game 7. LeBron did. So you have the Warriors and the Cavaliers. Game 1 was Thursday night. And I think it was a lot closer than a lot of people thought. People think Warriors are going to blow Cleveland out of this series. I don't know about that. Took overtime to beat Cleveland in this game. 124-114. 
the Warriors beat the Cavaliers. Probably the biggest story coming out of this game is not even the fact that LeBron scored 51 points and had a hand in at least 70 points that the Cavaliers scored. So LeBron, massive part of the offense, again, which has kind of been the main theme of this entire postseason for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, the Cleveland LeBrons. I mean, well, you know what I mean. Cleveland having a chance to win at the end of the game with some free throws. Well, that didn't happen. You got Cleveland missing some free throws right there at the end of the fourth quarter. Who was it? George was at the line? Either way. Chance to go up, miss the free throw. Well. Jared Smith grabbed the rebound. Plenty of time left. Go ahead, take a shot. Pass the ball off. Get a win. An unimaginable win. For Cleveland. For most people who pick Cleveland to get destroyed in this series. Could have won. Could have won. So what did J.R. Smith do? Did he miss the shot? Did he, did he miss a pass? Did he not see an open man and just happen to mess it up? I think all those would be understandable. And just be like, oh, well, you know, good defense by the Warriors. Or he just didn't see it. Or he wanted to take that last shot. Or whatever the case might be. No, that's not what happened. No, J.R. Smith decided to run out the clock. <laughs> no, for real. J.R. Smith said, you know what? Forget winning this game in regulation. We can get it in overtime. Now, clearly, this is just a case of JR not knowing what the score was. Has to be, right? I don't think there's any other question. I, 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 I can't see or think of... Like, what would be... What, there, there, you, couldn't have, you couldn't have any other excuse. There's no other excuse other than... I didn't know what the score was, and that's bad enough. 
Now, here's the thing. J.R. Smith has come out and said that he knew the score was tied. And that, again, seems... So little sense does that make to me. And here's the thing. A lot of wasted performances for the Cavs. As mentioned, LeBron's 51 points. 51 points had a, had, had a hand in scoring, uh, what was it, at least 70 points in the Cavaliers' uh, loss here. He's the only player to have a hand in at least 70 of his team's points in an NBA Finals game to lose that game. And not only is he the only one, he's done it twice. I believe last year he did it as well. There's also controversy in this game. Where the refs decided to reverse a charge against... Uh... What was it? It, it, it was uh, it was a charge against Curry, I believe it was. And then the refs got together and changed it and said, "Nope, that fouls on LeBron." Now that's a big thing. And I'll tell you what: if Jr. Smith doesn't do what he did. We're probably still talking about that. Even, even if the Cavaliers won, we're probably still talking about that. And that's getting some play today, as well it should be, because it's, it's, it's a, it's, that's a terrible thing. That kind of reminds me of uh, the, uh, in the NHL, uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals first game, where Wilson uh, clearly had an interference hit on Marsh or so, but there was no call on that play, no penalty call. And then after the play stopped after Perron gets a penalty for uh, for Vegas, then the referees get together and then call over the linesman, which for minor penalties, you're not supposed to do in the NHL. That's not how that works. But they got together and then they decided to call an interference penalty on Wilson anyway. Now think if you want about Tom Wilson. He has a reputation for being a uh, a bit not on the clean side sometimes with his body checks and hits and his play. And even though it was a blatant interference call, I think it was a clean hit anyway. That's why he didn't get any, he, he didn't get any further uh, discipline for it. But if you missed the call, you missed the call. That's that's sports. That's life. Sometimes you don't get the calls that you want. Sometimes you miss the obvious calls. I know, especially in hockey, they will always get the retaliation. 
If somebody hits you and you think it was dirty, and most times, it, sometimes it will be. You go after the person, you're getting a penalty, not them. This felt like that. You get a call, fine. It's a bad call. Because I don't know if it was charging on Curry. Because it looked like the bronze feet were moving. I'll give him that. So to me, it's either you call the charge on Curry, you call a blocking foul on LeBron, or option C, you just don't call anything. But whatever you call, you stick with. And the NBA officials didn't do that. But then again, the NBA officials have often uh, not been the best of the of the four major North American sports. NBA officials might might be the worst. I know a lot of people give the NFL refs grief, but the NFL refs are actually probably some of the best on a consistency basis. I mean, I like the calls, but they usually call it. If it's something to be called, they'll call it most of the times. We all like don't like the pass interference calls that seem to be if you breathe on a receiver, you get pass interference. But it's called throughout the league, with, with one or two exceptions, which then people throw their hands up and say, Oh, why didn't you call that? NHL refs, not that good either. As much as I love hockey... That's a, that's a criticism that needs to be laid down. And it needs to be addressed by the league, but they haven't done it yet. I mean, geez, you have two officials on. You have two referees. You have two referees and two linesmen. They put the second ref on there to get the stuff that the first referee missed. And you still have times where both referees will either miss it. Or one ref will call something. The, the, the ref in the neutral zone will call a penalty deep in the offensive zone where there already is the referee right there looking at it where he can't see the play but he'll call it the angel officiating world is a little messed up And like I said, that should probably be talked about more from this game one of the NBA Finals. But all anybody's talking about is J.R. Smith running out the clock with four. You have 4.7 seconds left. You got the rebound from uh, George Hill's missed free throw. 4.7 seconds in an NBA game is an eternity. An eternity. To pass it out, kick it out, find an open man, or just take the shot yourself. You're right under the basket.
As for J.R. Smith from his mouth, this is a quote from him coming from Brian Windhorst of ESPN. I was trying to get enough to bring it out to get a shot off. I knew we were tied. I thought we were going to call timeout. If I thought we were ahead, I'd have held onto the ball and let them foul me. Again, that's a quote from J.R. Smith. Really? Do you think anybody from Golden State would be that dumb to foul you? I don't. All that tells me is that not only is J.R. Smith so dumb he can't count, or know what the score of the game is. He's dumb enough not to understand situational awareness, especially from the other team. If I'm Golden State, I'm planting my feet, I'm putting my hands up. If I didn't get that rebound, that's what I'm doing. Because I'm not putting anybody on the line with a chance to win the game. That's just stupid. And I think what we found out after game one in the NBA Finals, J.R. Smith is stupid. Stanley Cup Final, Washington Capitals versus the Vegas Golden Knights series is tied up 1-1. I'm super impressed with Vegas. I don't, I don't understand how you cannot be. And everybody talking about the unfair expansion rules. Um, none of these guys were off the charts players. Nobody was looking at them as game changers, best players in NHL, award winners. Nobody was looking at anybody here outside of Marc-Andre Fleury. And let's be honest, the Penguins were getting rid of Fleury. Whether he went to Vegas or somewhere else, he was not going to be with Pittsburgh this year. So instead of trying to trade him or just let him go and eat cap space or do whatever, it's easier just to leave him unprotected in the expansion draft. That solves all your problems. And he was clearly the best player in the expansion draft in the expansion draft that anybody was gonna get. So I don't, to, 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 for someone to say that that's rigged, no, that's that's luck. That's that's good old luck. And and that's fine, you need to have some luck. But Fleury can't score goals. He's done well. And he has been a major part in Vegas getting to where they are here. But he alone, one player alone, does not make a team as good as Vegas is. These are players that had something to prove. 
It's that simple. These are players who, while not great, were good, but other GMs just didn't see it. Teams, you know, the teams they were on didn't like it. Now, sometimes it was a cap space issue. And I understand that. Some teams just wanted to part with some players. James Neal, one of them. Good player, but his time in Nashville was done. And everybody knew that. But James Neal isn't Sidney Crosby. Like, are you going to sit here and tell me that, you know, Derek England is, is Nicholas Lindstrom? He's not. I used to watch him when he played up at the Wilkes-Barre's Cranton Penguins. He's... He's okay. He ain't no great shakes. I hate to tell you that. Honestly, I think one of the reasons they only got Derek England was because he was from Las Vegas. That's it. The good thing that we can take about Vegas, and, and I know I kind of go off on this now almost every time, because it annoys me to see how much hate that Vegas is getting from your quote-unquote traditional hockey fans, who, man, if they're traditional hockey fans, then then I don't know what I've been my whole life. I always thought myself as a traditional hockey fan. And... I'm sorry, seeing what Vegas is doing is fun. I think a lot of it is there's some upset Canadians because they thought Quebec should have had a team. Les Quebecois. How does Las Vegas get a team and Quebec do not? Is impossible. Sorry for my racist French-Canadian accent there, but... I don't care. They're French-Canadians. Nobody cares about you. Obviously, because you don't have a team. <laughs> well, you have the you have the Canadians. That's good enough for you, isn't it? Do you really need another Nordiques? I'd rather see the Hartford Whalers come back than see the Quebec Nordiques 2.0. And I think it's pretty safe to say that Seattle's going to end up get the, getting the next uh, the next expansion team anyway. So. Sorry, Quebec. Guess you're gonna gonna be stuck cheering for the 23-time Stanley Cup champion Montreal Canadiens. Like that's so bad. Other people saying, that, what is this, Medieval Times or something? Dude, it's Vegas. If you didn't think Vegas was going to do a show, what's, you're out of your mind. What was it, their inaugural game, they had like, what was it, one of the, I think it was the first intermission entertainment, was, Cir was literally Cirque du Soleil. They had Little John. Outside performing with everybody, they had uh, uh, what was it? The, the drummer from Blink 182, Trey, whatever, or 
Parker or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to band names or who's in them. I really don't care. He was a drummer. Likes drugs. Something like that. A musician who likes drugs. No way. They had him out there too doing the drums with the with that Vegas nice go- drum line that they have. It's pretty cool. Little John, obviously. Little, little John. Turned down for what? It's a fun atmosphere, man. It's a great atmosphere. They had Imagine Dragons inside the arena during the pregame for game two. Imagine Dragons from Vegas. I didn't know that either, apparently. Dude, it's fun. And on top of all this, on top of everything, you know, if we just strip it down, you know, even forget about just just the Vegas hate that people have for him now and all that other kind of stuff. And outside of the pregame stuff and everything surrounding the series, which is fun, the games themselves are just fun. The first two games have been nuts. Six to four in the first game with an empty net goal by Vegas. And Washington almost tying it at the very end. It was a whiffed shot with an open net. Game two. Washington wins three to two. Vegas almost tied it in the waning moments of the third period. If not for an absolutely insane, ridiculous, maybe save of the playoffs kind of save from Braden Holpe. I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. I should have no real, like, emotion. Like, I, I'll watch. I've always watched hockey. I love hockey. So I'll always watch hockey. But I shouldn't have any kind of emotional investment in, in in a series that has two teams that aren't my teams. But I'm jumping out of my seat watching these games. It's just that good. Both teams, Vegas and Washington are just making this such an entertaining and fun series. And everything around it, from Ovi's first Stanley Cup Finals appearance to Vegas getting there in their inaugural season to the story of Flurry to, uh, you know, again, these, these, these players on Vegas who were deemed not good enough to protect on their own teams who have a chip on their shoulder, who have played lights out. I don't think any one of these players will have a season like like this again. It's just fun to watch, man. In the end, that's what you get. If you turn on the game, and you're already, oh, you're just already just scoff, eye roll. Oh, look at this. It was pre-game stuff. Oh, what is this? Medieval times? Duh. God. What is it, Game of Thrones reenacting? Uh, what is this? A, this, a, this a Ren Fair? God. They haven't lost enough. They're not real fans. They haven't suffered. Why does suffering have anything to do with being a fan? What is the appropriate amount of time that your team has to suck before you're allowed to be good in the eyes of hockey fans? What, has he got five years, ten years? 
What's the appropriate amount of suckage that you would have to suffer through? People never wanted to give this team a chance. People never wanted to give Vegas a chance. They were pissed off that it wasn't given to Quebec. They were pissed off that it was another desert team. They were pissed off that the owner chose Golden Knights as a name. They were pissed off that they didn't say Las Vegas, that they just said Vegas. Everybody wanted this everybody wanted this, wanted this to be the Phoenix Coyotes 2.0. That's what everybody wanted. Of, of your quote-unquote traditional hockey fans, the people out there that are pissed that the Knights are doing so well, what they wanted was for this team to be as big of a mess and as terrible as the Coyotes, who are now the Arizona Coyotes. That's what they wanted. And why? Why would you want that? These are the same people who bitch and moan that hockey isn't bigger and the game's not growing. But at the same time, when anything happens to try to grow the game, they root for it actively to fail. Hockey fans are infuriating. A lot of them. I'm not going to say all of them. But there's a lot out there. These terrible opinions, terrible hot takes. Oh, they had an unfair advantage in the expansion draft. Nobody was saying that until after the All-Star break when everybody realized that Vegas wasn't going away. A team shouldn't be this good this quickly. They, they, they need to suck and be bad just like the other expansion. Why? Why? How does that grow the game? How does that help the market? How does that help anything? That's just the way it's always been. That's not a good enough answer for me. If your answer is, well, that's just the way it's always been, then that's a that's a pretty terrible damn answer to me. This team got a great general manager and former Capitals general manager, George McPhee. There's another layer there to this whole Stanley Cup final. They picked up Gerard Gallant, former Florida Panthers coach, which apparently, not a bad coach. And actually, he coached Florida to some success with when Florida had no discernible talent. Nobody really running their franchise and no money and no fans showing up to the games. He got the Panthers to the playoffs. That's not bad. team of well-motivated hockey players it's a team of well-motivated well you know a well-motivated coach coaching well-motivated players a good solid organization set up in year one which there are some teams that don't have as good of an organizational setup that Vegas does that have been around for 40 50 years <coughs> New York Islanders <coughs> Although that might change now that Lou Lamarillo is on board with the New York Islanders now. The Islanders might start looking like an actual hockey franchise again. From top to bottom. Having a decent organization. Who would have thought? Step one, get the hell rid of Garth Snow. Step two, 
Who knows? But step three, success. And let's face facts. Lou Lamarillo turned around the Toronto Maple Leafs, which were just as big of a mess. Lou Lamarillo made the Devils a perennial contender for 20 years. He turned around the Toronto Maple Leafs in, what, five? If you don't think he can do the same thing with the Islanders, you're kidding yourself. Lou Lamarillo is, and no offense to Gordie Howe, but Lou Lamarillo is Mr. Hockey. The man just knows how to build winners. And he's going to do the same in, uh, out on Long Island. Especially now that they're going to have the new Belmont Arena there. They're starting to get a little bit of stability. They're going to know where they're going to play. They're going to have a nice arena. They're going to do well. But, for the last 25 years, the Islanders have been a joke of an organization. They've been terrible. In 25 years, they haven't had a semblance of the organizational stability that Vegas has in year one. And I can say that about a lot of other teams. St. Louis Blues, they're one of them. Obviously, Florida Panthers, there's one. <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes. Instead of hating, appreciate. That's all. Don't hate, appreciate. It's a general theme here. Appreciate what you're watching. Because I'll tell you what. It's good hockey. It's a good story. Even if Vegas loses, there's still great stories. Ovi getting a cup. Washington ending their, their championship droughts. Even though I'm not a huge Capitals fan, it's still a good story. There's so much here to be entertained by. Don't be a miserable bastard. Don't hate on it just because it's not what you're used to. Take a breath. Relax. And watch. And enjoy. You want to hate on something? Hate the NBA Finals. Because that's boring. You want the same championship four years in a row? Same two teams? Uh, that gets nuts. We had two straight years of the Pittsburgh Penguins of people already getting ready to, you know, just throw up their hands. Urgh, not the Penguins again. Urgh. And the Penguins were looking good enough to do something this year. Just happened to finally, finally, be the capital's year for them. Not sure what else there is to talk about in the world of sports right now. It's kind of slow. Talked a little bit about the NFL last week and, and the issues and problems that they've been having. And baseball before the All-Star break is kind of a consequential. Personally, I'm just saying. Baseball season's just too long. 
I mean, even if you cut it back down to the 154 games from the 162, it's still a long-ass season. And to be fair, they should cut the games down. It's too long. I know the whole thing is like, well, every game matters, especially at the end of the season. Yeah, but you can't tell that in April and May and June. Oh, this Yankees... Tampa Bay Rays series going to be huge in middle of May. I have no idea if they're playing in the middle of May or not, but you know what I mean. Just who cares? After the All-Star break, things get a little bit more interesting. You can kind of tell where where we are as far as pennant races and everything like that, but... I don't think there's any news yet from any of the other spring leagues that might be coming out. There's the, uh, what is it, the Alliance of American Football. They're starting to announce some locations. San Diego, uh, Phoenix. I think Birmingham was one of the ones. Maybe Orlando as well. They're starting to name a couple franchises there. Nothing yet from the XFL. Vince is uh, trying to start that up again, Mr. Vince McMahon. Trying to set the XFL up. No word yet on any of the franchises there. But again, they're getting a start in 2020. Whereas I believe the uh, AAF is starting uh, next year, 2019. I know Jimbo wanted to talk about there's a bare knuckle fighting thing going on apparently this weekend or soon. I haven't read up on it at all. Sounds interesting. It's always fun watching two humans beat the snot out of each other. As long as it's not fixed. <coughs> UFC. <coughs> Boxing. And seeing sanctioned street rolling. I'm all for it. And before you ask, no, the reason that I'm doing this show from the Jersey office is not because New Jersey now has legalized sports gambling, which, thanks to the Supreme Court, is now legal all across the land. Although with some states it will take longer to implement than others because the states still can make up their own laws, so they have to make up laws for sports betting or to go against it. Although I don't believe it, I believe it's unconstitutional to say that you can't do it. So it's just states have to set up laws regarding how to sports bet. Now, Jersey was the one that pushed this. So Jersey's ready to go. Many other states, though, working from, uh, working from behind here. I need to play catch up. So it still might be a couple years before you see sports betting wherever you may be. Outside of Vegas, obviously, in Nevada. So Nevada and New Jersey, you want to go sports betting today, probably go ahead and do so. Anywhere else in the nation might take you a little bit longer, but it's going to happen. You're going to find brand new ways to lose your money. And that's not a bad thing. You can help fix the roads wherever you are. Just think of it that way. You're helping. 
But that's going to do it for this week. I think I'm done. Again, you could hear us here, Stay Tuned Sports, over on iTunes. We are over on iTunes. We are also on Google Play under the Podbean app, uh, as I had mentioned before, uh, which is... Available right now. We are also, again, trying to get on to TuneIn and Spreaker and hopefully Spotify soon. So we're trying to get on all this stuff for you as well. You can follow the show over on Twitter at ST Sports Podcast. That is ST Sports Podcast. You can follow me on that good old Twitter machine at King of skunk duck that is king k-n-g of skunk duck s-k-u-n-k like a skunk d-u-c-k like a duck and you can follow good old jimbo your good friend jimbo over at jimbo st sports that is jimbo st sports we're also on facebook you can find us posting stuff over on there again that's uh, facebook.com slash i believe it's stay tuned sports Facebook.com slash Stay Tuned Sports. I could be wrong. Who knows? Uh, but we are often on there posting stuff as well. And hey, if you want to buy some shirts, I got shirts for you to go ahead and buy over at teespring.com slash stores slash Skunk Duck Studios. Because why be naked when you can wear some of my fine clothing? So, with all of that being said, and a self- self- uh, selfish plug at the end, if I can talk... It's time for me to stop talking and to get the hell out of here. We will see you all next week. I hope everybody has a great and fantastic weekend and a great week. We'll see you next time right here. Stay tuned, sports. See you.